Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we welcome you to a Saturday, February 20th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. Uh, we are continuing our study of the book of Ephesians, and uh, we are, uh, I think, going to do a short review of chapter 4 and then into chapter 5 today where we will do uh, a little uh, segment on the three types of walks. That's correct. All right. Pastor says I'm right on so far. Uh, can I, uh, I can, that means I can continue with this? Yeah. Okay. All right. I yeah, Listen, I, we, we know who's in charge here. That ain't me. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we, again, we thank you for joining us and uh, we ask you to be uh, patient as we uh, are still working on getting our website up and running. And uh, we should have that done here very, very shortly. Uh, we, we haven't forgotten about it, I promise. Uh, so hang in with us. We'll have that up and running. And we will announce uh, its launch, if you will, uh, hopefully very, very soon. Maybe a next broadcast or two. You said launch. I'm, I, now I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, see, not, I've got to be careful. See? Not, not lunch. See, I've got to be careful. Okay. I've got to enunciate more clearly. Yes. Um, okay. All right. Without further ado, and yes, I did say the ado word again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Chamberlain. Pastor, it's all yours. Well, thank you very much, Curtis. Uh, uh, yes, we're in the book of Ephesians. Uh, and just by way of review, I uh, want to remind you that the book of Ephesians has six chapters. And it's nicely divided into two sections. The first three chapters, uh, uh, the uh, those three chapters uh, mainly deal with doctrine, uh, principles, what to believe. And the last three chapters, and we're in those chapters now, uh, talk to us about our practice, our walk, uh, how to behave as believers. And uh, we started that last week in or our last episode in chapter four. Um, and we talked about spiritual gifts uh, and um, rather interesting study. Um, we, we hope it was interesting for you. It certainly was interesting and uh, enlightening to us as we studied and presented it. I learned something new every day from the word of God. And that's what we wish for you. So, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, we talked about the words put off, put on, and put away. And we're to put on certain things because now uh, that we're saved, we are the new man. And so we're to put off the old man. That's the lost man. That's the, the man uh, who is um, constantly being uh, harassed by Satan and uh, you're allowing it. So we need to put that away. And so um, uh, in, in verse 25, it says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. The body of Christ is one body with many members just like the physical body has many members 
the spiritual body has many members with differing gifts and, uh, and administrations of those gifts. So he says, wherefore, putting away lying, uh, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And then in verse 26, and we'll start uh, an outline. Uh, we'll, get, we'll give you for your own study uh, for future use. And I'm a, big, uh, I'm a big proponent of looking at key words. And, and here's how I study. Uh, I recommend it. Um, but uh, I'm not going to make this a lead pipe sense for you, but I love to study words. Now in the following verses in, in chapter four and on into chapter five, we see a little word L E T let. Now, if you look in Webster's dictionary, that means to allow or to permit and in the Greek, it means that. However, there are, it's a verb, and it has several different uh, tenses that it uses in this chapter. Uh, often we'll see uh, the tense of the present imperative. And when we see that, it means uh, don't do this. <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a command. It's an imperative. Stop it, you know. Um, if you're doing something that's wrong, stop it. Because you are, you have put on the new man. You're born again. You're a new believer. Or even even for uh, adult, mature believers, uh, we need uh, the verses and uh, that we're going to talk about today. And the key word is let. Let. And it, it appears five or six times in in, uh, in the next several verses. So. In verse 24, it says, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, let's look at that word righteousness for just a moment. What is righteousness? Well, when you're lost, you can't do anything righteous. The only people that can do righteous things now are believers. Um uh, the book of Romans says that very clearly, uh, that we can't do righteous things as lost people. But now that you're a new man, now that you're saved, now that you're born again, now that you're a child of Jesus Christ and put baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, here are some commands for you. And they all start with the word let. And, and so in verse 26, we see this, be angry and sin not. Now, we touched on this a little bit last week. Is it okay to be angry? Well, God is angry with the wicked every day. If God can be angry, it's okay for us to be angry, but we've got to practice our anger correctly because this verse says, be angry and sin not. This is the biblical anger management program the, the, the anger management good way to put that Curtis <laughs> that's really what I, I knew you were on the air for some reason biblical, <laughs> biblical anger good management. good for you and that's correct that says be angry and sin not don't let anger determine what you do be angry and sin not then it says this and here's our key word for today let let not the sun go down upon your wrath. 
before you before you go to the land of Nod, before you close your eyes in sleep, uh, get with the Lord and you confess your sins and, and get them all cleaned up. And, and one of those things is anger that has produced sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Let not. That's the present imperative use of that word. Don't permit it. Don't permit that. And then he says, and it says, neither give place to the devil. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, anger fuels a whole lot of sins, folks. And, sure and if you allow that anger uh, to, uh, to dictate and to rule your life, uh, then you're giving place to the devil. That's what he wants. That's what he likes. He wants to destroy your testimony of faith. Then in verse 28, we see these words, let him that stole steal no more. And here again, there's that present imperative. Don't do that. Let him that stole steal no more. Um, theft is, a, is an amazing thing. It deals with a whole lot of things. Uh, but what it boils down to is taking something that doesn't belong to you. Let him that stole steal no more. And then steal no more. And then there's that interesting conjunction. It says, but. but. And so here's the contrast. Don't steal anymore, but rather let. Oh. Let him labor. Yeah. Now that's the positive nature of the word let. Let him labor. Working with his hands, the thing which is good. That, now here's the purpose for it. That is always a purpose word. That he may have to give to, give to him that needeth. Is that the purpose for laboring with your hands? Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in the United States of America, we pay income taxes. Now, those income taxes are supposed to be used for the poor and the needy. Now, we don't want people to stay poor and needy, but there are those which are. And so part of our taxes go uh, for charitable giving. For instance, uh, my wife and I, um, while because of her health, we oftentimes can't go to church. But when we do, we go to a fundamental, independent, Bible-believing, Baptist, <laughs> preaching, gospel-preaching church you know, with a wonderful pastor, Pastor Joey Watt. And I want to shout out to him if he's listening. Uh, but even though we can't go, we're still, we still have an income. I'm 80 years old, so is my wife, and, and we still have an income. Social Security comes from your taxes, folks. But we also have uh, income from some, uh, from some, uh, um, saving, programs. some saving programs for uh, uh, um, an annuity that we have. So we get a monthly income. But we take from that income, and even if we're not in, the church building on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whenever our services occur, we do write a check. Now, I'm not going to, I don't want you to say, well, hooray for you, Dick. No, 
that's not why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this because of this verse. Command. We help the, we help the church pay uh, the utility bills. We help pay for the pastor's salary. We pay for the equipment, the sound equipment, and so forth. We help do that. And it's all so that we can preach the gospel to a lost and dying world because they, folks, are needy. And so let let him labor working with his hands, the thing which that the thing which is good, that he may give to him that needeth. That's the first let. Here's another one, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Well, what does it mean, corrupt communication? Well, that covers a multitude of sins. Oh, boy. I mean, a lot of times corrupt things come out of your mouth if you let anger take over, yeah. if you let, if you give place to the devil. Yeah. And you, and probably the worst uh, corrupt communication is a lie. Um, there's no such thing as a little white lie. A lie is a lie. Another thing that comes out uh, is something that, as a pastor, I've suffered through uh, several times, um, and and I'm not I'm not weeping about it. I'm just telling you that it happens to pastors. It is false accusations. The Book of Proverbs says, "Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, mm. and where there is no pale, uh, tail bearer, strife ceases." The Book of Proverbs says that very plainly. And so sometimes uh, while it, 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 it goes to the, uh, under, the, uh, under the heading of a lie, but a false accusation. I've been falsely accused on several occasions, three times, which I remember, and I know that I'm supposed to forgive and forget, but I'm a human being. God forgets our sin, but sometimes we, we, can't, forgive our, we can't forget our sins or our sins of others. And so, and they were, they were pretty nasty accusations uh, that I did something that I really didn't do. Um, so uh, these were what corrupt communications can pr proceed out of your mouth. Do you cuss? Oops. Am I hoeing down your row when I say that? Do you take the Lord's name in vain ever? Oops. Don't do that. Okay, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now, when we get our website up, um, we're going to uh, advertise. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I've written uh, nine booklets. I have two more. Uh, that are ready to be published, and two more on on, uh, on the table, and uh, so we'll offer those to you uh, in in some way or another. But one of those booklets is "So Speak." It's entitled "So Speak." Uh, Paul and Barnabas, when in the Book of Acts, they so spake that a great multitude of people were saved. You see, our speaking. But should be our in our public speaking, and even in our family uh, uh, settings, uh, our speaking should be only to the edifying. Mm -hmm. Now, I spoke 
as a father to my son, Curtis, who's sitting here to my left and whom I love dearly. And, and, uh, and he knows I do, but there are a lot of times I had to speak rather uh, roughly to him, but I, it, but it wasn't speaking in vain. There are many times I said, how many times do I have to say this to you? Yeah. Duh. And then I'd say, let me tell you just one more time in case you didn't get it. This'll and be, so this will be the last time. But I was ministering <laughs> grace to my son. And that's the way we're to do it. Uh, then it says here in verse 30. Uh, and so, by the way. That's how you're to speak. You're to control your mouth now that you're now that you've put on the new man. Then in verse 30 of Ephesians 4, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Well, how can you do that? Lying? Filthy communications? Stealing? You do it by sin. And why does it say, uh, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God? Because now that you're the new man, and now that you've put away all these other things, now you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God. It doesn't mean you're filled with the Holy Spirit yet, because uh, that's another issue. But the moment you get saved, God's Holy Spirit comes into you and dwells in you. Uh, a quick reading of John chapter 14, 15, and 16. Uh, Jesus deals with that uh, very clearly, that the Spirit dwells in you. By the way, one of the things that the Spirit does is he leads you and guides you mm -hmm. into all truth. And, and what is truth? The Word of God is truth. Jesus said in his high priestly prayer, Thy Word is truth. Said that to his Father while he was praying for the disciples. Thy word is truth. And so the more you fill yourself with the truth of God, the more of the Holy Spirit you get. But when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into you and he dwells in you and you're not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And then it says this, whereby. Listen to this key word here. Whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. That means, folks, mm -hmm. that if you belong to a denomination, a local church, any organization that teaches, beware that you may lose your salvation, that's not a correct doctrine. Right. In John 3.16, John says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that's you and me, folks, whosoever believeth, that's in putting on the new man, on him shall not perish. Now, that's what my Bible says. And if you're reading from the Bible that I'm reading from, it says the same thing, shall not perish, but have... Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Wait a minute. You mean it doesn't say ending at some time? Everlasting life that is uh, uh, only limited to your good behavior. And uh, yeah. as long as you're trying to be holier and holier, 
Yeah. Uh, and as long as you yeah. continue to give to the yeah. needy in the church. And but, then, but you slip off the table one time. That's right. And you could lose your salvation. Yeah. Is that's that, what a, it says? that is a faulty, false, mm-hmm. wrong, and I don't want to say damning, but it came out of my mouth here. Doctrine. Minute you get saved, you are sealed. Unto the day of redemption. That's when God takes you home. That's right. Takes you out of this earth and takes you home. So you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Then in verse 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all along with malice. And so you're you're I'm I'm permitting you, I'm allowing you by the grace of God to put these things away. Get them out of your life, get rid of it. Now, do we slip? Yeah, I'm afraid I do. I still have the Adamic nature. I'm a new man in Jesus Christ. I now have the Holy Spirit indwelling in me. But until the day God takes me home, and as long as I'm in this physical human body with this human soul and spirit, I still have the sin nature and it can happen. I don't like it. I don't like to have to say it, but that's the truth. And so we need to put all these things away. And then in verse 32, it says, and be ye kind one to another. If there's one thing lacking in the world today, and even in Christianity, if there's one thing lacking, it's just downright abject kindness. And it's accompanied by being tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now, how did God forgive us for Christ's sake? He sent his son to be a propitiation or to pay the price for your sin and mine. He became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He took my sins. He took your sins. Mm -hmm. And it's based on what Jesus did for you and for me that he can forgive us. And, and I'm, and I'm one of my articles that I'm writing and it'll be ready in, in probably less than two or three weeks. It's entitled, So Forgive. We are to forgive just like Jesus Christ forgave us. Colossians 3.13 says the very same thing. And forgiving is only half the story. God forgets our sin once he's forgiven them. Now, you and you and I, we're both human beings. but And so it's really hard for us to forget. I mean, I already told you about my past where someone's have lied about me and falsely accused me. And some, and that's hard to forget. But I'm just trying, uh, like anything, to be as much like Jesus Christ as I possibly can. He said uh, in one of his epistles, be ye as I am. Said that in the Gospel of John. 
And uh, there are seven I am's in the gospel of John. And so Jesus says, you're, you're to be as I am. And so we're to continue to try and, and do and be like the Lord Jesus Christ. And the key word here is let. Let no man do this. Let no communication. Um, 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 let no uh, filthy communication come out of your mouth. Uh, let all bitterness and wrath and everything be put away. By the way, in chapter 5, verse 6 of Ephesians, it says this, let no man deceive you with vain words. Well, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 says, beware lest any man spoil you through vain deceit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philosophy. And through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world. Don't allow that to happen to you. Wait a minute. Do you mean if I'm a student of Plato or Socrates that I, that I shouldn't let the, uh, you don't live by Plato or Socrates. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't no, let no. those, those no. things rule my life. No, no. You, you live by Moses, uh, uh, Isaiah, okay. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, and, and on and on and on by the word of God, not by the words of men. And by the way, don't live by the words of Dick, pastor Chamberlain, Live by the words of God. And if I say anything against the word of God, shut me off. Don't listen to me. Let the scriptures speak. Okay. And we promise you that as much as what lies within us, that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're doing now. And we want to continue to do it until Jesus comes. Okay. So the last thing in in this chapter four, in this part of practical behavior, we're to forgive others, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven us. Wowie. Then in chapter five, good stuff in here, really good stuff in here. And uh, I'm drawing to the end of our first half hour, but let me read to you the first several verses And he says this in verse 5, chapter 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now, I can remember a neighbor once laughing when my son and I, when he was very young, would walk down the street, Laura Avenue in West Peoria, and someone stopped us and, and giggled a little bit. And I said, we're laughing at him. And he nodded his head towards Curtis. He says, he walks just like you do. (laughs) And so, and I was just thrilled because I knew about this verse. It says, be therefore followers of God as dear, dear children. And then he comes to a very important word. And that word is walk. And it appears uh, seven or eight times in the book of Ephesians. And the book of Ephesians tells us how to walk. The Greek word is peripateo. Now, I don't know. I'm not a a, a good Greek student. I know a few Greek words. I know a few Hebrew words. uh, And uh, uh, so, uh, and, and I know them because I looked them up in my Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, which I suggest that you get if you want to study. And my Vines Expository Dictionary of Bible Words, which I suggest that you get. Um, so 
Uh, the word is peripateo, and it means to tread all around. It's talking about your continual um, and consummate lifestyle. Here's how you should walk. How much time have I got in this first half hour? About Curtis? a minute. About a minute. Let's continue reading. He said, so walk in love as Christ also have loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. How can we do that? Well, folks, sacrifice. I don't mean to cut yourself and bleed to death. That's not, I'm not telling you to have somebody tie you to a tree and, and have you beaten. It's give up your ego. Get off of your pride and be, and be edifying to others who gave, like Jesus, who gave himself a sacrifice for you and for me. And it says, for a sweet-smelling Savior. You know, I put on deodorant every morning. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, my, my, my son and my wife are sitting here. Uh, he's making smart aleck remarks and she's giggling and i don't ever really do that all right okay but and i guess it's not really the best illustration but why so i won't smell bad so you're to put on the lord jesus christ and walk in love so that you can be a sweet smelling savor to a lost and dying world, and not only to them, but to the other members of the body of Christ. Now, with that, I'll stop, and we're going to take a break, a coffee break, and uh, uh, Curtis is going to reset 